If you're feeling scared right now, it is okay because a lot of people are feeling the exact same way. In this video, we're gonna deep dive through what unemployment is doing, what interest rates are doing at the moment and what they could be doing, where inflation is, and more importantly, where consumer confidence is. New data just got released today and I wanna share it with you guys. If you guys are interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. If you are interested in more content ongoing, then definitely join the Patreon community. That's where I'm posting every single day. So if you don't see me here, you will definitely find me there. So if you're interested in updates with real estate, the economy, crypto, whatever else, then definitely use the link in the description below, join the premium group or the closest thing to a mentorship that I'll provide is the mastermind. So definitely come and join. The Consumer Sentiment Index has just been released by Westpac Bank. And what it shows is a very telling sign. What we can see is that consumer sentiment has actually fallen by 6.9% in February. And what's more important is that we haven't seen these historic lows outside of a recession. So when you look back at this graph and you say, okay, in 2020, we felt it. Yes, we had, you know, the pandemic crash. And then during the GFC, we had that time as well. And now we're seeing it again. While some of you may be sitting there and saying, my stocks are at all time highs, they're going up. I'm in crypto and that's been going up. So I don't know what you're talking about. People aren't scared. Well, the truth is they are scared. It's just that we've seen such a big divide in this market where some people are going, hey, it's completely fine. The recession's priced in. And then there's others saying, no, 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 I don't think you know what's coming around the corner. And to me, I think I'm a bit of both and I'm going to explain exactly why. But before we continue, I think it's very important to just zoom out. While we're looking at these short-term movements, it's always important that when we go out there and build a strategy, it's not just based on what happened today or what happened yesterday. It's about what happens with those trends over the long term. If you are invested in assets, you are a lot closer to financial freedom than someone that simply saves their money. Now, I'm not saying go out there and spend all of your money and hope for the best in crypto or go and hope for the best with one or two stocks. What I am saying is that you need to start building the investing muscles. I know that a bunch of you guys like what Warren Buffett says, you know, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Now it's great in theory, but when we actually have to practice it, which is like right now, you're going, I don't really know if I can make a move. I know that people are saying the recession's coming, so I'm just gonna keep waiting. And while you keep waiting, keep waiting, keep waiting, when you actually arrive at 100% level of confidence, it means that you've missed the opportunity. And so this is something that I learned over time is that you can't just wait for the perfect moment because to be honest, it never comes. And when you actually feel like it's the perfect moment, you've already missed the big opportunity. So in moments like this, yes, you've heard about dollar cost averaging, but it's the same thing that applies to every other aspect of your life. If you're thinking about starting a business, maybe you don't go in and just leave your job. What you'd start doing is building out the branding. You'd start going out, sending cold emails and you start building it slowly. And it's the same thing with real estate. You may not be able to afford to go and purchase a property right now because the rates have gone higher. But what you could do is start the research process. You've, maybe that's why you're here. You're starting to get your mind to start thinking about what life looks like in six months or 12 months. Now for me personally, I like to be early rather than late. So I would rather be 15 minutes early than one minute late. And I think I said this on like my second video I ever produced on YouTube a few years ago. And that still stands true today. That's why I've been going out purchasing property over the last six months. Why? Because I believe dollar cost averaging into this market makes a lot more sense. Now, could I have gone out there and purchased like eight properties at the same time? Yeah, I could. I mean, probably couldn't because there's not enough properties out there for me to buy at that time. But by actually building up those positions, I don't really care if the market moves by two or 3%. I know that we're buying under market value. I know the cash flow is there to take care of itself. And I know where this ends up in the next 12 to 18 months anyway, given the basic law of supply and demand. So when we go and factor in all of those things when it comes to real estate, then in your case as well, you might not be looking at real estate. You might look at shares, you might look at crypto. But what you've got to look at is not just what happens today, zoom out and figure out what you want to be invested in. Because I can tell you now, one thing I will guarantee 
guarantee you on this channel, and I know I'm very scared of using the word guarantee, but I can guarantee you this, that there are very few people, if any, that have ever gone to financial freedom by simply saving their money. It's very important you hear that again. It's that very few people have ever gotten to financial freedom by simply saving their money. And that's the truth. So you'd rather be invested in assets, you'd rather be bullish more than bearish over the long term. Because as you know, corrections usually take one to two years, but when you've got the upswing of the market, it usually lasts eight or nine years. So while we know all this, why is it that we're seeing confidence drop through the floor? If we know that confidence is dropping, then shouldn't we be going against the grain? My personal indicator is that if I feel like I've been punched in the gut, that's probably the best time to buy, right? And so when we look at something like this, which is the Australian household savings ratio, all that money that was given to people for free, all that money that came into the system and everyone felt wealthy, well, guess what? It's just about to evaporate. All we can see is that we're almost at levels before 2020. And that is crazy to think, especially with how much has happened over the last couple of years. We've seen prices go up and they've come down. And yes, many parts of Australia have still had property prices higher than where they were pre-pandemic, but that's a whole different story. What you are looking at are the biggest markets, Sydney and Melbourne. Could they potentially further? Well, I think a lot of it's correlated with interest rates. Now, a lot has happened since I made predictions maybe five or six months ago. So I would be a fool to sit here and go, I made a prediction six months ago. Based on the data I had at that point, I thought they were going to pause by now. So I'm going to hold true to that because I'm stubborn and that's what I believe is right. No, that's silly. What you have to do is adapt with the information that you have at the time. Now, I'm not using that as a cop out to say, well, oh yeah, I said it was going to cut and now it's not. No, I still believe it's going to cut in 2023, especially with things that are starting to turn now. But could we have kicked the can down the road a little further? Yes, we have. And to be honest, it's what we're seeing with inflation. It's a bit stickier than normal. And the main reason is because it's a supply side issue that caused the inflation in the first place. And what we're trying to do as an economy by increasing those interest rates, we're trying to kill off demand. So demand destruction. What this will do is that the asset prices should start falling and then that lowers your wealth effect. And what the wealth effect really is, is that if you have an asset that's going up in price, well, guess what? You're probably like, hey, I feel pretty rich. So I'm gonna go spend more in the economy. But if you find that your assets are dropping, there's fear in the system, and we can see that with consumer confidence at the lows of a recession, then you will know we're at the tightening phase of this cycle. But just when you think it's gonna continue and it'll go on forever, it flips pretty quickly. And what we do know after what we've seen in the pandemic, what we've seen in the last couple of years is that the sentiment will shift and it shifts very quickly. So again, for me, I don't know how to time the bottoms. I don't know how to time the tops. I'm not an expert. I'm a guy who wears like black t-shirts. Now they're not from Kmart anymore because you know, lifestyle creep. But the point I'm trying to make is that you could have the smartest economists, they would still get it wrong. I mean, they've been wrong more often than right over the last couple of years. One of the key areas they've been wrong is with unemployment. Now unemployment data just released today. So I'm not sure when you are this and it might be different in the future. What's up future? But today we have gone from the historic lows of 3.5 or 3.4% and now we are at 3.7%. Now the Australian economy has shed 11,500 jobs and Australians were hoping that the Reserve Bank might start easing rates, but I think maybe we have one more increase. Well, before this got dropped, it was pretty much priced in 100%. We were probably going to have another 25 basis increase. Now with this new data, are we now pushing it too far? Are we going, well, things are starting to turn. Should we now ease off, wait for the information and then make our move? Or should we front load it and then just hope for the best? Well, we know how that worked out during the pandemic. They front
front loaded it, didn't adapt with new data, new information, and what happened? We had an economy that just blew out of control. We had so much money floating around in the system. That's when they started tightening really quickly, but inflation was out of control. Are they gonna make the same mistake this time? I'm not sure. I hope not. I hope they've learned from their mistakes. But the nation's official unemployment rate has jumped up unexpectedly to 3.7%. While many economists were actually thinking, no, it's gonna stay steady at about 3.5% and they will add 20,000 jobs. In fact, the opposite happened. We lost 11,500 jobs and we had unemployment go up to 3.7%. So now that we see unemployment move, I've said this in many videos before, the first one that we wanna see move is unemployment. That's gonna be a big factor for the RBA to go, okay, it's working. When you don't have a job and there's more unemployed people, they spend a lot less because they don't have money coming in. So if they don't have money coming in, they can't go out there and buy goods and services. It shrinks the economy. But what you don't want is how all this information is lag data. It's basically like driving a car and going, I know where I'm gonna go just by looking in the rear view mirror. What you're not seeing is there's probably like a concrete wall right in front of you or the car in front of you has stopped already. And that's what we're trying to avoid is if the RBA is smart, they're gonna start going, well, the trends are starting to turn. Do we pull the plug now? Maybe we risk it curving back up or do we look at this data as well as everything that's happening in the market and say, maybe we can ease up. Now, I'm not saying they should come out and cut in the next meeting. What they can do is pause, take account of what's happening with all the data available to them and then make a decision. If they pause and then in say two months, they decide, okay, we're gonna increase again. I would be happier if they did that, but I don't think that's how they're gonna do it. They're gonna ramp it all the way up and then they ramp it all the way down. That's pretty much how they've worked year after year. Now the consumer sentiment survey continues to give a clear warning that the pressures bearing down on the consumer are becoming intense. While spending has held up relatively well to date, we expect an abrupt slowdown to show through in the coming months. For respondents with a mortgage, confidence is down 13.5% in Feb to be down more than 30% in the year. The weight of rising mortgage payments saw the survey's measure of family finances compared with a year ago tumble by 8%, while the outlook for finance over the next 12 months fell 6.7%. It is clear that we are in a downturn. It is clear that people are feeling the pain and you don't have to go too far. You probably got people in your own life that are already struggling. They're pulling back on a few things and if they've got mortgages against their own home, they're now paying so much more than they were a year or two years ago. I come out on the channel and I'm a fairly optimistic dude. What we're seeing right now is pretty scary because from a consumer confidence point of view, when consumer confidence falls, you're less likely to make a move. You're less likely to go and invest or buy anything. And so what we're gonna see is that things fall off the cliff very quickly. And that's the balancing act that the RBA has right now. Now, although US printed a CPI higher than expected, it is still lower than the previous month. So we're starting to see that taper off and it's probably not at the ideal rate, but we're seeing layoffs across the board, not just in Australia, but around the world. So things are starting to take effect. And to be honest, you'd be silly at this point to think we could increase rates by say 200 or 300 basis points without incurring a recession. I would go as far to say that another 25 to 50 basis points will ultimately put us into a recession by the end of 2023, which will then cause the RBA to start cutting and cutting very quickly because it takes time for us to curve back out. So I know it's not my usual upbeat video, but I think it's very important to take into account what is happening right now. And don't just look at the stock markets to tell you where the confidence is, or don't just look at the real estate market and say, oh, well, the markets are falling, so everything else should be falling. It doesn't work like that. There are markets within markets in Australia. When you have other things like immigration propping up the demand for real estate, you're gonna have rentals go up. And if people can't afford to buy a place, that's gonna put further pressures on the existing supply because no one's constructing a new home. If you are interested in more content like this, smash that subscribe button. And I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.